Welcome to What You Want Once You, the podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom, and today I have a treat for you. I'm going to share with you three lessons that I learned about how to attract love, about how to attract a relationship, not just any type of relationship though, one that is healing to your mind, your body, your soul. You know what I'm talking about? That relationship that has longevity, the one that makes you feel like this is the one. And so the conversation, the reason why I'm doing this topic is because I had a really deep and heavy conversation with a good friend of mine this past week. It was completely unexpected hearing what she had said to me. She said that she felt unworthy, completely unworthy of being in a relationship. And I had no idea that my friend was experiencing this. And it was sad and it really made me say, gosh, I wonder how many other women in this world feel the exact same way. And so that's why I want to touch on this topic. And I want to help you out here by sharing with you these three lessons. And just to dive into the first one, I want you to know that you are okay where you are. And I say this because you may be in a point in your life where you feel maybe you're trying to find your way. You're trying to figure it out. Maybe your living circumstance isn't ideal. Maybe you're not making the amount of money that you want to make. You could be living with a roommate and that's not what you want. Or maybe you still live at home with a parent or both parents. You don't feel independent enough. I've been there. I know what that feeling is because when you stay in that space, it sometimes starts to make you feel defeated. It starts to make you feel unworthy. And this is something that my friend was experiencing, right? And this, again, may be your story. So you may start to convince yourself that you don't deserve love. And I'm telling you, that couldn't be furthest from the truth. You absolutely deserve to be in a relationship. Lately, I've been hearing this topic. It's what do you bring to the table? It's floating all over social media. And I started paying attention to the people that participated in these conversations. And one thing that I noticed is that a lot of them have a me, me, me persona about them. It's all about what you can do for them as opposed to what we can do for each other, how we can build and grow together. And I want you to know, ladies, that there are plenty of men and women out there that don't give a damn about your financial status. They don't give a damn about what money you are bringing to the table because they are so financially equipped that $60,000, to them is chump change and they just want to take care of you. There are people that have bought houses that walk into their house every single day and they wish that they had someone like you who would make their house into a home. They wish they can come home and have that presence, have your presence, have your essence, your aura just floating through the house and they come home alone to nothing. Do you think that some of these people care about what you bring to the table? It's, 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 it's quite interesting. It's interesting to see 
the conversations that are taking place. And these talks may affect you. They may affect you or have you thinking that, again, you have nothing to offer when you have so much. You know your worth. You know that you're loyal. You know that you're compassionate, right? You know that you're an excellent listener. You can cook a mean meal in the kitchen. You know that you can handle emotional intelligence, right? You can offer that emotional security to your partner if need be. You also know that if you had the money, you don't even mind helping out. You know that you're worthy. So stop convincing yourself that the circumstance that you're currently in makes you or deems you to be someone that shouldn't have love, that shouldn't even be thinking about being in a relationship. That is absurd. One of the best positions to be in, and you may have never heard this, but it's real. One of the best positions to be in is to be in that state when you think you have little to nothing to offer. Because this allows someone to actually see you for you. They're not judging you based off of the car that you drive. They're not with you because of the money that's in your bank account. They're not with you because of the house that you live in, right? Ironic enough. They get to see you in your full and total authenticity. And that's what matters. So embrace the circumstance that you're currently in. Move yourself out of it if that's something that you want to do, but don't put yourself in the predicament of thinking or saying to yourself that you're not worthy of love because of what you don't have. It's gonna come because as you know, my favorite saying is what you want wants you. The second lesson that I learned about attracting love, about attracting that right relationship was releasing control. Now, there are a lot of moments where you don't necessarily believe or feel like you are a controlling person, and I get that, but there are moments when we can be. We're women. We have our moments. I'm sorry to say it, but it is what it is, right? But what I want you to remember is that you are your own person and they are their own person. And when you're meeting someone, when you're dating someone, or even when you get into the relationship, you don't have a right to control how a person dresses, ladies, how they dress, right? You don't get to control how they communicate. You don't get to control how or what they should eat how they should spend their day. You don't get to control these things. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. Let's say that it's eight o'clock in the morning. You get up, you're ready to start your day. And the first thing that you do is you look at your phone. You see if you got a text from him or her. You got nothing. So then you text good morning and hours are going by. Now we're looking at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. We're pushing two, maybe even three before you hear from this person and they respond to you. And now you're upset 
because they didn't respond to you in the time frame that you felt they should have responded to you in. That, my dear, is control. Another one is when you're dating someone and you guys have not become exclusive. That person has a right to date whomever they choose to date and there's nothing that you can do about it. This is about releasing control and making peace with who it is that you're interested in. Now, when you get into a relationship, that's a whole nother story. It's a whole nother ball game. Obviously, there are rules and stuff that come with that. But when we're trying to attract this person, when we're trying to attract love, and we're just now getting to know people, just remember that you can't control them, that you got to be able to release that and release the control of scenarios. So sometimes when we date someone, or we meet someone, we create these fake scenarios on what we expect our relationship to be like two, three, four years down the line. You're trying to control destiny and you got to let that go. Just flow with the person be with the person, get to know them day in and day out. Don't set expectations that you have no idea that they or you could possibly achieve. Just be in the moment and release the control. You have to remember that people don't have to be with you. They choose to be with you. When you guys decide to become exclusive, that is a mutual agreement. You both choose each other. And the downside to this is that at some point, and we don't even want to speak into existence, but let's be real. At some point, one of you can choose not to be with the other person. And you got to make peace with that. You gotta be okay with it. So again, the second lesson that I learned is to release control. The third lesson that I learned about attracting love, about attracting that right relationship is that you're going to have to have patience. And I know that's not something that you wanna hear because you've been patient. And it's like wisdom, I don't know how much more patience I have in me. You gotta find it. You, you wanna remember that everyone that comes out of a relationship comes out with some sort of trauma, even you. And everyone isn't ready to move on and dive into the next best thing that pops up in front of them. Sometimes people are really afraid to put their heart back out, out on the line. Sometimes people are really terrified of that experience again. Some people have been cheated on, and although you may be saying, well, Wisdom, I know I'm not going to cheat on that person. They know that I'm not going to cheat on that person. In hindsight, they really don't. Because they think about their last relationship. They probably never expected that person to do them dirty. If they saw it coming, they would have left before it even got started. And so, even though you are a good person, even though you mean well, they are still dealing with the effects of that last scenario 
that probably scared the S-H-I-T out of them. So find patience. If they're still getting to know you. That's what I want you to realize. They're still getting to know what makes you happy, what makes you sad, angry, what your emotions, how you handle things. They're still getting to know you. And just because you present yourself a certain way doesn't mean that they fully trust who you are. I want you to think about it like this. A mother who gives birth to a child. Who that child is at nine months is going to be completely different at who, with who, they, who they're going to become at two years old. That two-year-old is going to be very different from who they'll be at four years old. To my mothers out there, you know what I'm talking about. You are going to have to constantly learn this child. Yes, this child is yours. He or she belongs to you. But you are still learning this little person's personality every single day. And so when you're talking about a romantic relationship, when we're talking about getting to know somebody, it's almost the same thing. They are still trying to figure you out. And sometimes even the goodness in you can scare the hell out of them. Also, how someone loves you requires patience. Think about it like this. No one knows how to love you 100%. You barely know how to love you 100%. So if someone is being an excessive communicator and that's not what you like, be patient with them and tell them. Tell them what it is that you do like. Tell them what it is that you don't. I remember in one of my seminars, there was a young lady that stood up and she said, Wisdom, I keep hinting over and over again to this man to do this, to do that to do that and to do this because it's what I like and I said well why do you keep hinting why don't you just tell him people aren't in your mind they don't know what you're thinking they don't know what you want unless you say it and it's okay to say it it's okay to be verbal with your partner and express your emotions there's nothing wrong with that So, with this I say to you, also learn to be patient with yourself. Learn how you need to be loved as opposed to how you want to be loved. Remember that everyone is a work in progress. So, this part requires grace. And the minute that you get it, the minute that you understand how all of these three principles, so to speak, work, you'll start to realize that not only will you attract the person that you've always desired, not only will you get this relationship that you've always wanted to have, but you'll also be able to keep it. And that's the thing. Because what's the point of getting what you want that wants you if it just floats away? We always want to be able to maintain it. I'm your host, Wisdom, and this is another episode on today's podcast, What You Want, 
wants you. See you next time.